to another issue of Comic BS. I am Beach. I hope you're all doing well. Um, I've picked one of my favourite indie books this week. It's, um, it's a book from a brilliant mind of a brilliant artist who suffers with some issues inside of his own head. He um, is self-medicated. <laughs> he has definitely got a broken brain, but he is a fantastic artist in both uh, writing and in music as well. He's a fantastic um, singer-songwriter, and he is also a brilliant comic book uh, um, writer as well. I am, of course, talking about the one and only Max Bemis. Uh, So he wrote this book, and this book is illustrated by George Colho, now, that's George with a J, if anyone's wondering. I've always been not too sure about George's with J's, but the artwork in this book is freaking amazing, so we'll let George with a J slide this time. Um, so, yeah, Max Bemis of the band Say Anything wrote this book, and it is called A Polarity. It's from Boom Studios, and it is issue one of four. And it delves deep inside the twisted mind of um, someone suffering with bipolar. I shouldn't say twisted. Twisted's not the right word. Conflicted? Yeah, anyway, doesn't really matter. Because um, this book is absolutely fantastic uh, in the way that uh, Max Bemis's mind deals with the beasts inside. So the front cover itself, just big polarity words. Now, like I said, this is on um, Boom Studios. You can you can buy this on Comixology. I think it's like 99 cents. Um, when you do buy it, though, it comes with accompanying music. Like I said, he's a singer-songwriter. So each issue of this four-part series came with a song to go ahead with the book. So very similar to like Coheed and Cambria, how they, they wrote the albums to go with the comic books. Um, Max Bemis has got a song to go with each one of these books. So you know what? This week, at the end, I will play the accompanying song instead of some random punk rock song of my choice, or uh, Australian folk punk that I've been doing lately. So the front cover, it's um, it's a bit twisted, so it's got a face at the bottom, um, very like ID from the X-Men, blue eye, red eye, blue hair, red hair, but in the um, red side of the hair at the top there is like a woman screaming and then a face changing to different women. There's a big spider with a cheeky grin on its face. Uh, there's some pills and some weird uh, worms with smiles, some stars, cartoon dog at the top. The cartoon dog turns into, on the other side of the page, a giant 
fucking alligator with massive gnashing teeth just go down in the face from the woman in the middle that uh, goes through different incarnations of other women turns into demonic beasts and the cutie wootie spider on the left hand side on the right hand side is mirrored with a dirty freakish beast like spider that you just wouldn't want to cross and then you've got candles in the bottom left of the hair and on the right there's crucifying gods um, straight up from the front cover, you're like, what am I in for? No idea, you might say, because you haven't read the book before. So I'm going to pretend that I haven't read this book before either, uh, even though I've read this book about 13,000 times, because like I said, it's fucking awesome. Um, so yeah, if you want to jump along with me, follow along, you can uh, go to Comixology. You can, uh, if you don't already have an account, you can run it through your Amazon account. I'm sure you've got an Amazon account. Most people do. Uh, log on there, and seriously, 99 cents. Like, I'm pretty sure that's all it costs. Uh, I, I could go on in here and have a look and suss it out, but I actually can't see the price of it because I've already purchased it. Um, because, yes, I do have both versions of this because, again, I'm a fucking lunatic. <laughs> like I said, it's Boom Studios, and yeah. Jump on Comixology, buy it now so you can come along for the ride with me and you can look at all the amazing artwork and see what I'm looking at at the same time. Uh, so you just flick the first page and there's just the uh, credits there. So like I said, written by Max Bemis, George by uh, Art, George by Art, Coolio. Try Art by George Coolio even. And then Colours by Philippe. I just love saying that name, Philippe. Uh, I'm not even going to attempt the last name there, so deal with that. Um... This is fantastic for anyone who's ever dealt with anyone with any forms of depression. This opening scene for me, it's just fantastic. I love it. It starts off, it's got um, a very shocked looking dude standing at his front door wearing just really ratty looking t-shirt. It looks like it's got holes in it. It's dirty as fuck. Um, and his staircase behind him and it's just it's like, let me tell you this, there is nothing more alienating than discovering you're out of your own mind. And he looks out into the street and it appears that everyone's looking at him. At first you're like, oh, maybe he's just exaggerating this. And like, There's a guy there walking his dog, looks like a fat Archie, walking a very small fucking dog there. And there's a dude with a no smoking t-shirt on and he appears to be pointing at his wallet. Um, not quite sure why at this stage. Yeah, he's got his specs on. There's a very hipster looking dude holding his bag and wearing some headphones with... Uh, Oliver Queen style beard, uh, chick walking past another hipster. Um, for I feel like I must tell you that Max Bemis, uh, he hates hipsters. The guy references them a lot. Uh, I feel like it's a love hate relationship. Like without hipsters, he probably wouldn't even have an audience. I feel like a lot of hipsters would listen to his music. Ironically, um, but I listen to it because I think it's fucking awesome and funny, and. Or as a hipster would say, I was into it before it was cool. Back when I was 16, still rocking out to uh, say anything is a real boy. Um, or was a real boy, sorry. Is a real boy, was a real boy. I don't know, there's two albums. There's a B-side one and a standard album. They're both good albums. Uh, so the chick's walking across, uh, walking down the street as well. She's got her knee-high boots on. She's got a uh, bag with all stickers and shit all over it, and then there's a um, lovely lady there with her daughter. Daughter's got a back pink pack back on, and then the 
the next panel down, the daughter's shielding the, the sorry, the mother's shielding the daughter's eyes. Archie, fucking fat Archie with his dog is sort of looking back going, hey, what's going on? And the dude has walked out of the building. He's got a weird grin on his face. And then you go over to the um, guy selling newspapers there and he's leaning out of his booth like, yo, what the hell are you thinking, son? And he's yelling at him like full fucking exaggerated hand movements wearing like a... Um, an old fucking cabbie hat kind of thing and a big thick mustache. He's a very heavy set dude inside the booth there. And he's yelling at him and he's grinning on his face. And then it cuts to the next scene and it turns out he's got no fucking pants on. So he just starts walking across the road. There's a green car to the left of him, a red car parked over to the right. And he's walking. And then he just kneels down in the middle of the fucking street and holds his hands up like, I'm fucking, I'm Jesus Christ. He's got his hands spread and he's looking up to the sky as a bunch of fucking teenage kids just laughing at him like, it's it's silent, they're not saying anything, but they're clearly hollering fucking remarks at him that he's not hearing. And then wham, bam, thank you motherfucking ma'am, car plows into him. Uh, He clearly gets his face smashed open, Uh, windscreen pops out, he goes flying, pantless, junk in the air. He's flipping upside down. The car looks like it's hitting pretty fucking hard. The kids are just standing there like, oh, shit. Motherfucker just got hit. Um, I've been hit by a car before. Um, actually, a couple of times, a few different cars. I got hit by a cab pulling out of a car park. Ran across, ran across the road to get some cigarettes from my wife once. Um, shit, we were only just dating back at the time in the city. And... Um, Cab didn't hit me fucking fast, but Jesus Christ, a moving vehicle into your legs, you end up on the bonnet, and yeah, it fucking hurts. Uh, and there was another time when I was in the city, and I was a bit drunk and across the road, and yeah, I got hit by another car there, so um, that'll happen. And um, yeah, so getting hit by a car at that speed, I can't imagine it would be any fucking good at all. Um, if you're into Aussie music, I played a song, I think it was, um, I think I played Fuck You Les on an earlier issue. Uh, Millie, the artist for that from rural New South Wales, she actually got hit by a car and that's what the song Fuck You Les is about. And she got fucked up royally. He was a drunk driver, piece of shit. And uh, so because I like Millie, I will say fuck you Les, fuck you and your stupid fucking family. And um, yeah. So, we cut, uh, and then it's got same dude standing. It's it's a little panel up in the top of a big full screen, full screen, full page panel. And then there's a little panel up in the top left of the rafters there. It's like, well, that's how I found out I was bipolar. And he's standing there in a corner, just fucking looking really sad on himself. He's wearing a suit. And then it, the next... Uh, in a monologue bubble at the top there is two years, a long stay in the hospital, several hundred pills later, one thing is clear, the only thing that's more alienated than knowing you're certifiable, and then it's got a room full of Max Bemis's favourite thing of all, hipsters, all studying art, uh, you've got the wine in the wine in the hands, dude here with jeans, uh, with these fucking motorcycle boots laced right up with his jeans tucked into it. He's got his knitted vest on, swishing his wine. It actually looks like the same motherfucker that was in the street with a beard. Never thought about that before. Uh, he's got the Oliver Queen beard going on there. Uh, could actually be him uh, a couple of years later. 
so you look around and there's just all like all fucking different kinds of hipster dudes. Everyone who's spending a fuckload of cash to look like they have no cash. Um, there's some chicks sitting on the floor, fully tatted up, just staring at a, a monitor. Um, dude there with his suspenders on with his glasses like if you've purchased this and had a look look around the room there's a shitload of hipsters there's a dude there that's rocking my beanie that I wear all the time hmm, maybe I am a hipster <laughs> uh, no because that would mean I'd have to be cool and into something that was cool like being a hipster the dude standing there with his headphones maybe that's the dude who had his pardon me headphones on in the uh, past there little throwback and then right at the bottom there, so the uh, only thing that's more alienating than knowing you're certifiable is pretending to be normal in an art gallery full of hipsters. I couldn't think of any place worse I would rather be, and I fucking love art. Just give me an empty art gallery. I'll just go in there. I'll be all like that. So then the next page, you've got him um, standing there, pulling his hair back. He's grown his hair out a little bit, and he's just like looking around. There's um, a couple of chicks there in the foreground. He's just standing there in the background with a bit of artwork behind him. He's just got his hand in the air going, what the fuck? Then um, clearly one of his mates comes up and he's just like, hey, uh, quite the uh, fey stance you've got going on there, chum. And then uh, he looks down because he's standing there with like sort of a hand on the hip, legs spread. Not as far as you'd expect, like say, a bass player to stand. Um, I stand very wide-legged and I get a, it gets called the bass player stance all the time. I do, in fact, play the guitar and that's probably why I stand like it. Because when I play the bass, I like to stretch right out. Um, but I do it when I play electric guitar as well because I drop it right down like full uh, anti-flag, punk rock style between my legs. I'm almost playing on the ground. Again... I grew up in the 90s. That's just what happened when you're into 90s pop punk. Um, so, uh, like Say Anything, for example, good 90s pop punk band. <laughs> don't get, don't, I don't get it. My stance, says the dude, fucking there, he's gone, like, what the fuck? And, he's like, and so then we finally get a name. His name's Tim. And the friend's like, Tim, look at you. You're standing like a young John Malkovich. And then uh, Tim looks at Adam, who kind of looks like a young version of the uh, dude who mumbles a lot from King of the Hill. That's the only way I can explain him. It kind of looks like that. So if you're if you bought it and you're reading along, look at this blondie with the blue eyes and tell me he doesn't look like a young version of that motherfucker from King of the Hill. Um, Adam, you have certain, you have utterly ceased to make any sense. And so then he starts to explain the. Uh, the stance to him. So he's like, look, I'm suggesting that maybe you believe some kind of classy, metrosexual affection is going to hide the fact that you are just some oafish commoner who used to paint houses for a living. And Tim's like, I'm standing the way I always stand, man. I just I just stand like this. And he's looking down at his hand. He, he looks awkward as fuck. And uh, you got Adam standing there with a big fucking grin on his face like, yeah, I've just fucked with you big time and made you feel uncomfortable. I mean, what are friends for? <laughs> if you can't make your friend feel uncomfortable as fuck, there's no point being mates with him. Um, so then he just sort of leans forward and whispers into his ear. Uh, now we've got them in the background. There's more characters in the foreground, sort of just um, looking real hipsterish. I'm going to say the word hipster a lot during this, okay? So just, just be warned. Um, and he starts whispering into his ear. He's like, uh, you once owned a Creed record, buddy. Remember that. And not even the popular one. The one that came after it. 
we're not like these people. So he's trying to explain that he's uh, way not uh, into it. And then, um, so he starts talking to him in the art gallery there. It's a very colourful book. Um, there's a lot of, like, it's it's hard to explain. It's, it's pastel-y, but still so much brightness. Um, but yeah, it, it is colourful, colourful with pastels. Um, yeah, that's all I can think of at this stage. I'm, I'm struggling to uh, make words and stuff. I'm still very tired from yesterday. For those who don't know, my dog went in for his uh, testicles to be removed and found out that he had some ear infections. Now got to clean his ears and he's in recovery. So I'm fucking knackered. Um, and he had some giant ass nuts and now they're gone. Aww, poor Dixie's got no nuts. Um, so anyway, back to the comic book. <laughs> yes, polarity. Issue one. Here we go. Um, Adam saying to Tim there, you think you fit in because uh, you're with Alexis? Uh, like she's your girlfriend or something? That girl's no man's girlfriend. She's clearly feeding off the popularity of your weird art. And meanwhile, the girl that you actually have been obsessed with for the past few years is here. And have you even spoken to her? And Tim's just like, uh, come on, man, no. And then um, right at the top there, we've got uh, a girl in a very, I'd say punk rockish looking um, plaid check dress with a fat fucking belt. Like it is fat, like not P-H-A-T, like F-A-T. It's huge fucking belt. Uh, anchor tattoo on her arm there. And it's got little uh, Alexis pointing down to it. And she's standing in the middle of a fuckload of hipsters. Just one as... Oh, I just, I just want to punch each one of them in the face. Oh, I don't know what it is about. They're, they're, they're fucking illustrations in a comic book, and I want to knock them the fuck out. <laughs> so he's just like, come on, man. No, he's like, but, you know, she's here, right? And he's like, yes, Adam, I do know, obviously. And then Adam's speaking again. If being here with Alexis is going to be your excuse for not talking to her, I'm going to fucking brain you. All you do is talk about Lily, Lily Sampson. And she's here, and you're talking to me. You're being a complete fraidy cat, my man. And then it points down to Lily. She's a very petite, um, olive-skinned girl, ponytail. She's wearing fucking almost a Lisa Simpson-style dress, green one, um, surrounded by, no wait for it, a fuckload of hipsters. There's a chick here wearing a skirt. Actually, the skirt's pretty cool. This is something that I could see, um, like a fucking Jules wearing. Maybe it's, uh, it's a skirt, but it's got a skeleton print on it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, skull and crossbones. Chick over to the left hand side, and then redhead hipster wearing a fucking teddy bear knitted sweatshirt. And uh, there's a dude who fucking looks like um, uh, Fred from Scooby Doo and Shaggy fucked and had a baby. Like, he's just. Oh, seriously, it would be a living hell in there. So Tim's uh, waving at his girlfriend, uh, sorry, uh, girlfriend in quotation marks there. You've got the back of Tim and the back of Adam. Tim's saying to Adam, why do I even consider you my best friend? I'm starting to think because it's because some people feel the need to have some kind of jugheadish character in their lives, regardless of how annoying they are. Adam just smiles over at Tim. Okay, that was funny. After 20 years of exhausting heterosexual devotion, at least I can say, you're still funny. Tim, back to Adam. Well, I do love you. I guess I'm going to go and talk to people. So he's um, being pushed into talking to people, and uh, Tim, not 
really the uh, talkish person. So his idea of talking to people here is he's walked up behind Alexis, his girlfriend in quotation marks. His hands are sort of slumped in his pocket. His shoulders are slouched forward. He looks like a young Bruce Campbell with a big fucking chin. So he's now sort of standing in the middle of the hipster dudes with um, Alexis in front of him. And what we get is an inner monologue. Not dialogue from him, an inner monologue. Pardon me. For those of you who missed the plethora, there we go. Boom, nailed it. For those of you who missed the plethora of MTV PSAs, bipolar disorder is very, is easy to explain. It's a brand of crazy in which your brain chemistry is permanently whacked. At a certain point, if you do too many drugs, don't take your pills, or even lose too much sleep, you will become manic and delusional. So he's just standing there looking at the artwork, and Lexus is standing there holding the thing. We think we're about to get uh, Tim talking, and then, bam, Alexa starts talking. So utterly rad. Like, Benico, isn't this just utterly rad? Ah, oh, fuck. I want to slap the slut. I can't stand it. Oh. So then we cut back to inner monologue as Tim's standing sort of right smack bang on the hipsters still. They're looking at a fucking plant, mind you. So those of you, like I said, who went out, paid for this and are reading along, they're looking at a fucking tree in a pot on a fucking timber pallet rack. Um, in a monologue. I, for instance, became convinced that I was an invincible superhero, Messiah, who works in the nude. So now we know why he went and sat in the middle of the road. Would have been undeniably awesome. But reality caught up quickly when I got hit at 35 miles an hour by a freaking Jetta. Well, I went into a coma and I woke up a month later in a dingy New York psych ward, got diagnosed, and now here I am. A medicated, frazzled, semblance, semblance, whatever, of a space cadet. So he is um, drugged out of his mind on antidepressants and bipolar medication. Who knows what cocktails the doctor has him on. Um, And like I said, they're looking at a fucking tree that looks like one in my backyard. Maybe I should open a fucking art exhibit in my backyard. Yes, come and look at what my dog's balls used to be and also check out this tree. Um, So you turn the page there and it's got uh, a picture. It looks like it's meant to be of Tim, burnt out eyes, mouth band-aided shut. It's it's actually really whack. Um, Fuck, now she's got me saying it. Jesus Christ. Uh, And then all these like post-it note things almost look like fortune cookies, um, something scribbled all over them. And then we're backing in a monologue and he's talking about it all. They say not to let your illness define you. Ironically, my former my former thankless career as a fine artist began to take off in a major way due to the art I created while staying upstairs at for days at a time. Trying to express my mangled psyche. When I got out of the hospital, my agent no longer wanted to drop to drop me, and apparently the metaphoric metaphoric success of my work had saved me from a life of suffering of surviving sorry of 
Little Greek yogurt containers. Mm, I like little Greek yogurt containers as long as it's strawberry Greek yogurt. Mm, strawberry Greek yogurt. Um, <laughs> relatedly, girls like Alexis started finding me attractive, which led me to going to these cockamamie bohemian events to meet people who would take interest in my career and they're standing there looking at his artwork and Alexis still hasn't said a word to him and he hasn't said a word to Alexis then she leans in and he whispers something into her ear it's kind of it kind of just looks stupid up there I don't even remember drawing it and she's like shut up it's brilliant he's like oh stop then she's all saying to him in his ear can we do your place tonight? My roommate is having her ridiculous girlfriends over to watch the new Pish DVD. I don't even know what that is. I don't think I can take another night of the archaic, archaic stench of human dreadlock and stale bad weed. So she's saying, like, she's not really a hipster in this. And he's like, yeah, you got it. And she's like, thanks, my little peach. And then, bam, leaves him alone. So he's now surrounded by hipsters. There's a dude here wearing those fucking glasses that are like um, the front of a fucking, or the back of a old grandma's Commodore with the fucking shades across it or whatever. Um, I guess people in Australia would only get old grandma's Commodore. You know what I'm talking about. The sun visors, the plastic fucking white shades that you find on the cars of your nana. Yeah, that happened. Uh, so he's there and he's like, seems that after a, after my bout with uh, dementia and uh, paranoia, I have an annoying ability to see through my peers, past vintage dresses and ironic 90s era attire, and into the epicenters of their deepest souls as they cry out with a grating banshee-like plea for validation. <laughs> yep. Then the next page is fucking fantastic. It's a... Black page with a hipster male and a hipster female split down the center. So the left-hand side is the hipster male and the right-hand side is the hipster female. The hipster male can be identified in this drawing with a tattoo of a pizza and a um, like a McDonald's Coke fucking soft drink bottle thing. And the hipster female can be identified with her tattoo of a unicorn. Now, if you have a tattoo of a unicorn or fucking food on you, <laughs> I didn't draw this. I'm not relating it that to you, um, but you know, maybe have a look at yourself. You could be a hipster. I don't think I've got any food tattoos on me. My cousin's got a hamburger tattoo. She's got a dinosaur eating a hamburger. But my nephew did tell her to get a dinosaur eating a hamburger, so she got it. Uh, I wouldn't say that's hipsterish. I'd say that's oh, Tate, you're awesome. You designed Aaron's tattoo. Little shout out there to my cousin and her her nephew which I think is my nephew. I had this conversation with my wife the other week. I can't remember. Um, and then it's got at the top there on the male side of the uh, hipster equation. Can you blame me for being tortured by the odd duality of feeling out of place and ashamed of being one of them? I mean, these people are just too easy to classify, especially the dudes. Without ex expectation... They're guys who come from moderately well-off backgrounds who were once in emo bands. Hey, I was in an emo band once. Uh, who were once in emo bands. When they realized that would that would no longer get them the girls, they moved to Brooklyn to make crappy films and sporadically do cocaine. Sounds about right. <laughs> and then over on the uh, female side, oh, there's also a mustache pinned to his jeans. I love it. Um... 
actually they dressed very 90s maybe maybe i just never got out of it um so the chick on the right hand side of the page here the female of the breed is more diverse in its origins and temperament some are newly pretty in quotation marks girls who were acne-faced unpopular art dogs in high school they now find validation from the guys who once spawn who once spawned them due to their spawned spurned i don't know what that means who once spurned them i'm going to change it to burned who once burned them due to their clued in outlook and head start on electric fashion ironically certain other female other female hipsters are those girls old arch nemesis former regina georgia regina george like jock arm candy who realized quickly that the that the next cool thing was being down and dirty and straight this mostly consists of frequently trendy rock festivals in the company of skinny douchebags with bad teeth. Other hobbies include modeling for American apparel for fun, in quotation marks there, again, and taking artful photographs of local black people. And you turn the page and it's got um, Tim and Alexis walking out together. Um, I assume they're walking out together because next panel down you see them in bed however I admit it's I admit to still safeguarding a tiny crumb of hope despite the chip on my shoulder hope that some girls and he looks over at um, the girl that he was pining over there in the Lisa Simpson dress there maybe some girls are different and then uh, Alexis and Tim are laying in bed there she's all smoking and there is it's a one bedroom uh art studio style thing that you would expect it to be from a chick who fell in love with a dude who's been labelled a hipster who's not really a hipster. Uh, Tim, we need to talk. And he's like, that's fine, what's up? (laughs) Just doesn't give a fuck. Well, this may be hard for you to hear. And he's just like, please let her break up with me. Please let her break up with me. That's a fucking healthy relationship right there. She's like, I'm not saying we should break up or anything. It's just, we've, I've been having a hard time connecting with you, you know? He's like, okay, I mean, why? Since when? <laughs> and laying there, clouds of smoke as she's smoking, blowing rings up in the air. Just got a bird's eye view of the bed here. He's just chill as fuck, like, just wants this to be over. Um, not going to lie, since hospital. It's just been, like, kind of a downward spiral. Like, you barely talk anymore. She clearly has no idea what the fuck he's going through. Um, he's like, yep, you're right, I'm sorry, the medication makes me so damn tired all the time, I mean, I love hanging out with you, Alexis, and he, then he's in a monologue going, honestly, I don't really like hanging out with her at all, (laughs) plus, we're briefly, plus, we briefly hung out before I was in the hospital, I was basically in the process of losing it, uh, that's tough, that's part of, uh, what's hard to say, it's almost as if you were only really a lot during that time like you're inspired unpredictable and sexy and he's like uh-huh okay she's like again i'm just saying being frank uh, it's just just not you it's your art he's like my art she's like yeah just 
everyone loves the pieces you created when you were manic, but the stuff that is showing more recently, it's kind of, I don't know, lacking something, like whatever made it special and interesting. Tim just looks over at her. Could you just rephrase that? Like maybe be a little more blunt? <laughs> She's like, okay, I mean, you know, the stuff kind of sucks. And he just glares at it. I was fucking joking. You already being too blunt. Uh, I'm going to sit at a bar by myself. He gets out of bed. He's just like, fuck this, mole. I'm gone. He's sitting by the bar and um, surrounded by fucking hipsters. I've got a fucking inner monologue there so those guys reading at home can read the inner monologue because it's just him looking around fucking feeling useless and picking on hipsters by the looks of it. So I'm not going to go through that. Uh, and then into the hipster bar walks Pigtails in a Lisa Simpson dress with her friend and sits down right next to Tim and in his mind he just he stares right at us. He stares directly at us. It's like, oh my God, she's fucking here. Like she is fucking here. Friend orders one drink only one by the looks of it. What about your other? What about your friend Lily? Slut. Get her a drink. Lily looks over at Tim. Tim! He's like, Lily, how are you? He's like, oh, I'm just dandy. Um, You're at a bar by yourself. Is this what you've been doing since college? <laughs> and they get stuck into a really uh, bit of a conversation there. He's like, yeah, this is my MO. And he's like, uh, curse of the Irish. And she laughs. And he's like, actually, I'm joking around. I'm not. Irish and this is Diet Coke. They <laughs> have a bit of a chat. They're talking about like indie artists and all that sort of shit and how he's all super famous now. And he's just like, yeah, well, pfft, fuck this shit. I don't want to be famous. I just want to be me. And he's like, well, you're always strange and interesting person, Tim. And he's just like, yeah, I like you. And he's like, that's funny. He's like, what's funny? And then it goes to the inner monologue. So this is what you really want to say, Tim. This is the part where I choke up and prepare myself for a night of wishing I had asked her out. God, am I that crazy? Don't start, don't be, don't start, don't be a rambling fucking tool. And he's standing there and he's like, well, you know, just odd that don't annoy you. And he's like, here we go, numb nuts. I don't want to keep you from your uh, homie there. Hopefully we'll run into each other again since uh, you live in Brooklyn, I mean, since it's not that big of a city, sort of little suburb in many ways, you know, he's really rambling here. One might even call it uh, Providence uh, if we were feeling so frisky. And she just starts giggling. She's like, okay, well, um, you know, it's good. I'd love to catch up. And he's got a big grin on his face and she's like, well, you know, maybe bring some uh, concealer next time though. Uh, if you're going to blush like a schoolgirl, I mean, seriously. And he's just like, oh, that sounds like a great, I guess I'll see you then, bye-bye. And he's like, bravo, you hopeless, hopeless fucking loser. And then sits down with a big fucking grin on his face, oh, not grin on his face, feeling a bit chuffed with himself because he had a conversation with the girl that he likes. And he's like, no, just another insecure, pathetic, uh, nothing, nothing to offer. Damn it, I want to feel invincible again. And the bartender's just staring at him. And he's like, I want a glass of whiskey. And it's like, oh shit, here we go. Um, so he's uh, on the medication that clearly you shouldn't be having alcohol with. He goes home. He's had a glass of whiskey. Day one. Throwing all his fucking pills down the fucking toilet. And he's like, mood, Mary, abandon. And he's like, okay, this is how I'm going to do it now. Then we cut through to day four. And he's just like, no sleep, 
fuck sleep. So he's turning himself into a manic psychotic just for the fun of it. Uh, his mood's all jumbled. His systems are compulsive. His teeth are grinding, feeling feeling curiously sexy. And at the end of week one, he's completely cut sleep besides irregular napping. Um, cuts through to the evening of day 14. Uh, he's sitting there on the couch. He's got fucking beer cans everywhere. Smoke in his hand. I'm assuming he's smoking a joint. Uh, he cuts down a bit further. He's just fucking talking in tongues almost, not making any sense. Uh, he's watching Netflix uh, instead of uh, lifing, which there's nothing wrong with that. I do that all the time. Day 15, he's dancing around to uh, I Saw the Sign. It opened up my eyes. I saw the sign. Bit of ace of bass there. Uh, and he's doing a dance around, and then by day 18, he is punching himself in the head and pulling out his hair, saying, fucking call me, call me, call me, call me, such a whore, fucking call me, oh my, what, what, what guy, what are you doing? And he's fucking absolutely losing his shit now. And then we've got, next page, um, clearly a doctor, psychiatrist of some description, and he's on the phone to Tim, and he's saying that he sounds clearly overtired. Uh, he's got a really nice office there with some horses and a bed. and a, not, Horses aren't in the office, sorry. There's horse pictures next to his diplomas on the wall there. Um, he's like, uh, you know, but in reality, you know, I prefer to fucking see you uh, in person this month. And he's just on the phone. He's like, yeah, peace, Dr. Mays. I love you, man. No, he's just fucking blitzed out of his mind. And then he's knocking at the door, fucking like loud knocking. He's laying there in his own filth. He's like, come on, fucking Tim. I know you're in there. Open the goddamn fucking door. And he opens the door, and he's got his cigarette in his hand. He's wearing his fucking wife-beater singlet, just looking gaunt as fuck. He's like, oh, howdy. And there's Adam standing at the door. And Adam's just like, what the fuck, man? You've been blowing me off for fucking weeks. And um, Tim's just not happy about it all. And he's like, this is ridiculous. So they start having an argument. He's like, you just, what, stop taking your fucking pills? And he's like, I'm taking control, motherfucker. I was like, no, it makes no sense. And I smell crazy, Tim. And he's like, what you smell is renaissance. Because he's going back to being a crazy artist. And he's like, oh, this is fucking bullshit. You smell like a fucking homeless shit, homeless man. And He's like, ah, oh, fucking whatever. So they're having a big ass argument, and then um, Adam's basically telling him what for. And he's like, I'm, you know, no one is. And we're not fucking spying on you, man. And like, we're just, we're worried. And he's like, don't you fucking dare talk to me about this place. You fucking get out, get out, Judas. And he fucking points him out the door, and Adam standing there is like, what can I do? And they're eyeing each other off. Adam just looks gutted and upset, and Tim looks angry as fuck. Adam's like, whatever, man. Call me when this all goes to hell again and closes the door. So in a situation like this, Adam's probably done the best thing he could do for his friend and just, you know, walk out and be there ready for him when he does call. Um, unless it gets really worse and then he should fucking drag him off and put him in lockdown for 72 hours. But see what happens here. And he's like, taxing social interactions. Former bestie concluded. This is inside his head and he's fucking token away on his joint. Time to figure out what the hell has been watching, who the hell has been watching me for the past week. And then he goes into fucking surveillance mode, looking around, and he starts climbing up buildings and shit like that. Um, and so he thinks he's going all superhero-y again, and he uh, starts writing a letter, and he's scribbling everywhere. And he's like, God, this is more than the sandwich, so 
savoury, so tasty, so soggy, so what the... Is he gone? Where did he go? I'm screwed. So that's somebody watching him. Looks like somebody's watching him there anyway. And he climbs up this fucking building, and he looks inside, and there's a dude sitting there in a chair. He's like, sir, he gets on the phone, this is Alpha. Sorry, I missed a part. So he thinks there's someone watching him. So he climbs up this fucking thing. And he's, he it could be delusional. Someone could be watching him. We do not know. This is, sir, this is Alpha 29. Um, I have an update on the subject. I'm going to implore, implore that you don't lose it on me. No, no. I think he's okay. He's just, he's gone. I was having a snack. Well, it was more than a snack. It was this amazing Reuben. And I know, sir, I'm a buffoon. I'm an idiot. And then Tim sort of starts walking up behind the guy on the phone. I know it's probably looking like I'll be fired over this, but it would mean a lot, sir, if I just knew how sorry I was. And then the, uh, looks like, is that the doctor that's on the phone now? Let's go back here a bit and just double check there. There's been a few panels since we've seen his doctor. Um, I can't remember when we saw his doctor. When did we see his doctor? Oh, he's on the phone to his doctor. I don't know. Could be his doctor. Damn it, I don't care how sorry you are, son. Locate the subject immediately. And then uh, Tim taps him on the shoulder. And then he turns around and he's like, holy fuck. And then uh, the dude pulls a fucking gun on Tim and Tim headbutts him in the face and his face fucking explodes like something out of Invincible being punched through the fucking guts. Um, like his face is just turned to fucking pudding with one headbutt. And Tim's standing there on the next page. Uh, his, his head's just off. It's fucking off. And the eyeball falls on his head and Tim just looks fucking like, oh shit. And he's like, well... It seems that either this is the most vivid delusion I've ever had or this is actually happening to be continued. And Tim's fucking headbutted some motherfucker's head off. And this is like, what the fuck? And then you go to the next page and the next page is the letter column and at the top there it has the enter the code to download the song Polarity by Max Bemis. So that's the song that we'll be hearing this week. Wow. Did you guys fucking... Seriously. Polarity is a fantastic fucking miniseries. Like I said, it's only um, it's only four four books long. Invest in it. Max Bemis is a fucking genius. So uh, I got way too excited in that, episode, in that issue. And for a solo show, I don't normally go this long. So thank you for sticking it out with me. I just really enjoy this book a lot. Um... So we're going to have to call it there. So jump on to, uh, if you've got me on iTunes, jump on, leave me a review, leave me some stars if you like, or if you don't like, I don't care. Um, but do it, go on, it'll be fun. Get me up there. Um, I'm I'm going to be doing a special issue episode coming out some stage in the future. I've got to get to all my ducks in a row, but we're going to play that game that me and Mark were talking about on the last episode. Um, we've got all feet, seats filled now, so it'll be fantastic to um, try and work that out and see if we can get some audio going. Uh, besides that, jump on newpodworldorder.com. Go down there and see all the amazing shows we have for you guys. We've got a couple of new shows coming out soon um, that I've been told, um, which will be fantastic to hear what happens there. Uh, and thanks again to the one to the one and only great Dave for the introduction song on this show. Like you are a champion, dude. I can't say it enough. Um, 
and everyone else that supports and gives me feedback. Uh, we're still taking requests on books and everything like that. And guys, if you don't give me requests, uh, I know some of you have and I just haven't got around to them, but if you don't, I will pull on books like fucking Polarity out and I'm thinking of doing an Evil Empire um, episode soon as well, which is another Max Bemis one. So we thank you, Max Bemis, for writing that book. Um, you are a fucking god amongst men in my eyes. And um, yeah, I guess that's all the comic bullshit we have for this week. I have been Beach. Peace out, motherfuckers. This is the sound of feeling numb To the circus around me Vultures pecking out my eyes This culture astounds me Built on the backs of those with hearts the shallow simplistic This Brooklyn night is fraught with fiends And they're cannibalistic No motivation It's in a pretty little pill No motivation I'm the only one with My polarity It's what I hide to keep me normal It's severity The endless shade of darkness deep in My polarity It's what I hide to keep me normal It's severity The endless shade of darkness